Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. It is Foundation Friday, March 27th, 2020. Steve Cypress here, and hang on please a sec. A little sip of water. Having issues again uh, recording a Facebook Live video using my iPhone, so after way too much effort and attempts to get it going, uh, I am over here in my office at my laptop, so here we go, and I have my glasses on, because I'm going to do a little bit of reading in another of our multi-part series on J. Paul Getty's fantastic book, How to Be Rich, written over 50 years ago in the early 60s, uh, yeah, that's over 50 years ago, uh, when he was the wealthiest man on earth near the end of his life, he uh, put down in writing some of the principles to help you to be rich. Understand he did not title the book How to Get Rich, How to Be Rich. Big difference. So we are going through the book chapter by chapter, and we happen to be at this chapter this week, How Fitting, called The Businessman at Bay. And what better time to discuss and share what J. Paul Getty teaches here about the tough times that every business person faces. So let's get right to it. And in the interest of being able to read this smoothly, understand that this was back in the early 60s, and so there's no him or her or businesswoman or any of that stuff. Everything Getty writes is the businessman, the man, the young man, the old man. It's all about man. And I can sit here, as I usually do, and I translate into the business person, or him or her, and I say all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to do a bunch of reading from it here because it's a lot of good stuff here verbatim, and so I'm not going to mess with my head to edit every time he says man into man or woman and all that stuff. So you translate it as you see fit, but here it is, timeless wisdom from John Paul Getty about the tough times that we all face, uh, and when do we think there might be tough times? Oh, that's right right now and for the foreseeable future. Let's get right into it. Getty starts the chapter by saying, look, crises, setbacks, and obstacles will certainly be met by any business person in the course of his career. There's the his. The measure of a man, a man in such circumstances is not only how he copes with adversity, but also how he turns it to his advantage. Business is always a battle for sales, improvements, efficiency, and a business person must lead very much as a general would to win. Then he goes on, tells a couple of stories, and he finishes off by saying, for the business owner and the entrepreneur, as for any individual, the true test of his mettle comes at the M-E-T-T-L-E of his character, comes at the time when he is faced with adversity. So how do business executives and business owners and entrepreneurs act and react when they are at bay, when they are 
being challenged. So I'm going to read at length now because Getty goes through several different scenarios. First, there are those who sit by helplessly, allowing whatever adversity they face to overwhelm them completely. They're like rabbits transfixed by the headlights of an automobile rushing towards them on a highway, make no move to save themselves, and are consequently crushed under the vehicle's wheels. Such men take no action to change the course of events and prevent disaster because they are incapable of comprehending totally unable to understand what went wrong and why. Don't be that guy. Next, there are those who surrender meekly or flee in fear as soon as things start to go wrong. Such men have little or no sense of proportion. They're likely to panic and view even minor slumps and setbacks as unavoidable major catastrophes. While individuals in that first category fail to fight back because they don't know how to fight, businessmen who can be classed in this second group fail to fight back because they're afraid to do so. Decide if that's who you want to be. Next come those men who react to adversity in an unreasonable, almost hysterical fashion. Terror-stricken, they snarl and snap, striking back blindly and effectually, squandering their energies in the wrong directions. These men invariably rail and curse against the, quote, impossible odds and the rotten breaks they claim defeated them. Just as invariably, they seek to lay the blame for the predicaments in which they find themselves of their own used to be that guy. That's, that's who I was when I bankrupted and destroyed my first multi-million dollar business. I blamed it on everybody else. And I said, gee, that was just impossible, and what a bad break. And, you know, if you've been following my videos or read my stuff, uh, you know that story, and we'll head back to it again and again in another time. But let's move on to the next category of business people who fight good, tenacious, and very frequently entirely successful Defensive actions whenever things start to go wrong. They are courageous, reliable individuals who unflinchingly meet threats and solve problems as they arise, acting to the best of their not inconsiderable act abilities. But there they stop. Their minds are geared to thinking solely in terms of plugging the holes in the dike as if and when they appear. The men in this group do not have the imagination and initiative or lack the experience to think and plan in terms of building entirely new and much stronger dikes in which holes will be far less likely to develop. So close, but not yet where you want to be. And finally, there are those business people and entrepreneurs who are the real leaders. These are the imaginative, aggressive individuals who base their business philosophy on the ancient military axiom that attack, or at the very least energetic counterattack, is invariably the best defense. Obviously, they can't and don't always win, but then no general in the world's history has ever won every battle he fought. On the other hand, to carry the analogy between business affairs and military campaigns a bit further, the general who wins the wars and has the highest percentage of victories to their credit are those who can mastermind defensive strategy as well as offense. The truly great general views reverses calmly and coolly. He is fully aware that they are bound to occur occasionally and refuses to be unnerved by them. Even tremendous challenges like 25, 30% unemployment and the economy shrinking and the entire almost world economy completely shut down. So this, you know, the, the experts love to say that this, this virus is a once-in-a-lifetime virus. The virus is, is not. It's a typical, regular thing in the uh, you know, now you're start, starting to see studies and, and people actually studying the science and the numbers and going, hmm, gee, 
I think we over blew this thing just a little bit. It's just another virus like every other one. However, the panic surrounding it does appear and hopefully will be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Never before in American history has the entire country and the entire economy just been shut down. What a ridiculous overreaction. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Getty did not write that in the early 60s, by the way. I just editorialized that myself because this is my video. J. Paul Getty was recording this, first of all. He'd be the most amazing, miraculous person ever because he'd be like 150 years old and back from the dead. And second of all, this is my video. Uh, so, uh, when driven back, the truly great general prevents retreat from turning into rout and then adroitly transforms the retreat into an orderly retrograde movement. By so doing, he disengages his forces from those of the enemy with a minimum of additional loss, saving the bulk of his manpower and material resources so that they can be regrouped and made ready for a counterattack. Naturally, he leaves behind rear guards to protect the withdrawal. He accepts the losses these coming forces must inevitably suffer with philosophical stoicism, realizing that it is sometimes necessary to sacrifice a part in order to save the whole. Yeah, during this shutdown and this downturn, it's a great time to pivot and reposition your business for the coming new economy. Things are not going back to the way they were, no matter how many people cower in the corner, hoping and praying and wishing for government handouts and bailouts and grants and loans and whatever, and think, I'll just wait till it comes back. It ain't coming back the way it was. Things change, and this one is changing just like that. Are you going to change with it? Are you going to be ahead of the curve? Or you're going to be uh, that, that rabbit in the headlights, as Getty called it. Uh, and he goes on, you know, when the troops have been restored and rested and reinforced and the supplies replenished, he gets back to counterattack and blah, blah, blah. Like successful military leader, the successful veteran businessman understands that he cannot master every business situation. He cannot emerge victorious from every business battle. He knows that sooner or later he will encounter problems which cannot be solved quickly or easily, he will find his progress blocked by obstacles which will require much time and effort to overcome or which will even force him to retrace his steps and take a new route. He knows that reverses and losses are sometimes inevitable. So maybe you can tell by my, well, my tiny gray hair and my mostly lack of hair that I have been through a heck of a lot of ups and downs and the ups are the ups. Anyone is happy and, you know, strolling along during the ups, but I've been through the, you know, the, the, heck, my first business was started during the Carter years, the 18% interest rates, uh, credit cards charging ridiculous rates and banks not giving out any kind of loans and any kind of help and the government not bailing anybody out and, you know, things just going absolutely crazy. And then, you know, there was the booming 90s came along, but then 2001 hit and again, Everything shut down, but only shut down for a few days, for crying out loud, not months. How ridiculous. And then, of course, we had the, the George Bush debacle at the end of his term and the, the Great Recession. And then we had the stagnant eight years of morass, molasses, crappy economy under Obama, which was limping along, never booming, never getting wrecked. So pretty much just a blah of not a lot of opportunity and not a lot of great stuff going on. Then we had the, the boom of the early Trump years, and now we have Trump getting bamboozled into shutting down the economy 
And now, well, I haven't checked recently, but lately I see him flailing around with like almost coming right out and saying what an idiot I was to shut down the whole thing because now he's like, we need to get this back up right away by Easter in the next week or two. Well, a little late, dude, because now you've promoted all the government bureaucrats and all the health officials that have been there for decades, not preparing, not stocking up on stuff, not getting enough masks, not getting enough ventilators, not replenishing supplies. So now you, Trump, are getting blamed for all that kind of stuff and that this is all your fault and it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, of course, all your biggest adversaries, the, the biggest states and the biggest cities, are all run, almost by definition, by people that love big government, big government anti-Trump liberals who are just heaping it all over them and going, Trump sucks at this, and he's terrible at that, and like, look what you did, Trump. You gave in to the bureaucrats who told you, who overscared you with ridiculous projections and this once-in-a-lifetime virus BS that it is not, and now you're regretting it, and you're trying to dig out of the hole. And uh, But that, of course, is the last person that Getty described here, right? If you go back to it, that's Trump right here, the businessman who's the real leader. Imaginative, aggressive, is Trump aggressive? Individuals who base their business philosophy on the ancient military axiom that attack, does he ever attack? Or at the very least, energetic counterattack. I'm a counterpuncher. I'm a counterpuncher. You, sit down. Fake news. Get out of here. I'm a counterpuncher. Uh, you know, only Rosie O'Donnell's a fat pig. Like, so that's Trump right there. The attack, the counterattack, the aggressive individual. Obviously, he doesn't always win. But no general has always won every battle. But that's Trump, the general at the helm of the United States of America, battling. But this is the biggest battle he's ever had. And, uh, and he even went bankrupt a few times. Or as he puts it, I didn't personally go bankrupt. I bankrupted my businesses. Whatever, dude. Uh, you thought those were tough. Check out what you got yourself into now. Um, so... The seasoned business campaigner is well aware that the line charting the course of any company's history or any businessman's career on a graph would be a jagged one. Up and down, up and down. It's not, not the Obama years of like, whoa, it's, it's going up. You know, the, the pro-Obama types love to, well, not anymore, but they love to claim that, that Trump's success was Obama's doing. Like, even Obama would come out and say it. Like, what nonsense. Like, that, that's, that's false garbage nonsense. Uh, you go this way when I'm on the camera. Of the, the economy just being, oh, it was going up. It was a growing economy. It was a crappy, straight, that's not how it's supposed to be. Capitalism has ups and downs. And there's opportunity, more opportunity in the downs, of course, than there ever are in the ups. There's, there's not, last I heard, there's not a saying called buy high, sell low. The opportunity to buy, to grow, to boom to become wealthy, to make a huge, big, big difference in the world is during the dips, during the downtimes, right? So the successful business person recognizes that, that the graph would reflect a series of alternating peaks and lows, but such ups and downs do not bother the seasoned businessman unduly. In other words, we're not curling up in a ball and operating out of fear and panic, and I don't know what to do, and it's, oh, my goodness, things are terrible. I hope the company and the, the country, rather, and the government bails me out and loans me and grants me money and, and sends me a check and pays my employees and forgives my debts and whatever. Come on now. Be a man, as J. Paul Getty would say, or a woman. Uh, but such ups and downs don't bother that seasoned businessman unduly. He recognizes that the significant and telling proof 
lies in whether the line at the right edge of the chart terminates at a point that is higher or lower than the point at which it begins on the left. You know, I had a, uh, a friend uh, back during my college days who would go to the track almost every day and bet on the horses, and he had a saying about horse racing as he looks through the charts, and they're like, ooh, this is a quick starter, this is a mutter, this one has a finishing kick, this one does this, that, he's moving up, down. He would try and explain these old charts to me of how you're supposed to uh, figure out which horse is going to win, and he would say, you know, the key thing to remember is it's not which horse starts the fastest, it's which horse finishes the fastest. That's when you make your money, if you're betting on that horse, and that's what Getty points out right here. The whole point, all that matters is that the line at the end of the chart is higher than at the beginning of the chart. And what happens in between happens in between. So you decide where you're going to be a year from now, three, five, ten years from now. Are you going to be better off than you are now? Regardless of the ups and downs, or right now it's terrible, and what, are you going to be better off? Or are you going to be one of those first few types that's just going to get run over and, uh, and going to look back with all kinds of regret and, and make excuses and blame other people for your failure? So true business leaders, the real leaders in italics, Getty emphasizes, often give their most impressive demonstrations of leadership and brilliance at the very times when they are temporarily forced to go over to the defensive, at the times when they are at bay. And this is precisely what sets them apart and raises them above the level of other less successful businessmen. And he goes through a whole bunch of examples of, of Henry Ford and on and on and on and on. On and on and on and on. More and more and more and more examples, examples, examples. Okay, so the successful businessman, the true business leader, is the individual who develops the ability to retain his composure in times of stress and in the face of setbacks. Uh, you got to develop that, blah, 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 blah. Plainly, it is not possible for anyone to give a businessman specific step-by-step -step advice on what he should or should not do when he suffers business reverses. There are far too many variables. You know, by the way, before I forget, this is why I offer a free consultation for anyone watching my videos, because as Getty just said, I mean, he put it really well. There's no step-by-step -step advice cookie cutter for every single business person in every single industry in every single situation. That's why I offer you to go to helpfromsteve.com. It's a link to my personal calendar. It's simple as that. We get on the phone. I ask you some questions. I find out your current situation, your goals, your obstacles, and we work together to come up with a solution. And I have a feeling that working together with me to come up to a solution of whatever's going on in your life and your business right now is going to work a little better than you trying it on your own. All successful top performers have coaches. Tiger Woods has all kinds of coaches. All, you know, a long, a driving coach and a putting coach and a chipping coach and a health coach and a diet coach and, a, and, a, and an agent and someone who books him commercials, another one that books him appearances, and another one who, uh, publicity coach, on and on and on and on. Top performers have coaches. Uh, they don't go it alone like a Lone Ranger. Big mistake. The Lone Ranger, by the way, was a fictional character. All right. Uh, on the other hand, there are certain fundamental principles. So we'll finish up as Getty finishes this chapter here with the fundamental principles which will greatly aid any business person in meeting adverse situations and transforming setbacks into success. And he has six fundamental principles. Here we go, number one. 
No matter what happens, do not panic. The panic-stricken individual cannot think or act effectively. I'm just thinking of the times I panicked. Can't really operate effectively when you're panicking. Uh, like, again, our entire bureaucracy and the government and the people you see all over social media and the news and whether people can't function probably. They're, they're walking around wearing a mask and they're, they're washing every surface 1,700 times and they're locking themselves up and they're staying far away and they're, do, and they're, and they're canceling this and doing that. They're doing all kinds of unreasonable, ridiculous things. They're hoarding toilet paper. I mean, they're doing such ridiculous things. You see videos of people physically fighting over toilet paper, okay? So when they're panic-stricken, you really can't think or act effectively, right? A certain amount of trouble is inevitable in any business career. When it comes, it should be met with calm determination. Okay, times are tough. Times are going to be tough for a little, more, little while longer. All right, let's sit down and put a plan together of what we're going to do about it. That's it, period. Number two, when things go wrong, it's always a wise idea to pull back temporarily, to withdraw just long enough and far enough to view and evaluate the situation objectively. And Getty could have told you right there what, of course, he did throughout his career as a board of directors. He has the heads of different divisions of his company come on and give him advice on what's going on and what to do. Plug in. Get advice from people that can help guide you, people that have been there before, people that are getting through this with flying colors. Plug in. If you don't want to go to help from Steve, fine. It's free. You know, go there a few clicks. We get on the phone for a few minutes. You don't want to do that. Find somebody else, pay them some big money if you want to, do whatever you want. But I behoove you, this is not the time to be going things alone. This is the time to evaluate and plan and check things out from a high view, which often when we're stuck in the pile of crap, we can't even see out the pile of crap to see even what's going on in the big picture. But somebody above is like, that's ah, an awful big pile of crap. But, you know, if that guy would just move to the right two feet, there's no crap over there. But when you're in the pile of crap, you don't see that it's pretty clear two feet over. So it helps to get some, some uh, higher view on it, often from another pair of eyes, fresh eyes, as they call them in the consulting business. Number three, uh, type uh, fundamental principle to greatly add business people in times of adversity. In the opening stages of any developing adverse situation, it may be necessary and advisable to give some ground, to sacrifice those things which are least important and most expendable. But it should be a fighting withdrawal, a retrograde action that goes back only so far and no further. It must never be a disorderly retreat. Don't just panic and give up and close the doors and say, that's it. Now, be reasonable. Be thoughtful about it. Number four. Next, all factors in the situation must be examined with meticulous care. Every possible course of action must be weighed. Again, you can do that alone. You're the... You're the, you're the you're the only person I've ever heard of who could do that, so congratulations. Every possible course of action must be weighed. All available resources, cerebral as well as financial, creative as well as practical, must be marshaled. Number five, counter moves must be planned with the greatest care and the greatest of detail. This is not the time to wing it by the seat of your pants, especially if you haven't been through anything before that's anywhere close to this. Yet with allowances for alternative courses in the event unforeseen obstacles are encountered. Yeah, you think this is bad. Who knows what's going to happen next? Counteraction must be planned on a scale consistent with the resources available, and the goal set must be conceivably attainable. It is well to bear in mind, however, that the impetus of a properly executed counterattack very often carries the counterattacking force 
far beyond the point from which it was driven in the first place. In other words, fortunes are created in the downturn. So you go down from where you, are, where you were a month ago, you go down to here, your counterattack puts you way up here, way above where you were. That's how it works. That's what we didn't get to see during the eight years of stagnation and crap under Obama. It never went way down, so it can never go way up. Well, now, good news, it's way down. Here's the opportunity for the fighters, the true leaders, the true successful business people to put themselves in a position to boomerang way the heck past where we before. I could not be more excited. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not excited because people are dying. I'm not excited because people are getting sick and coughing. I'm not excited because hospitals are getting overloaded with overpanicked people, 90-whatever percent of which testing negative, uh, you know, 90% of which are recovering with only mild symptoms. You don't hear that in the news. You don't hear that from the government officials because that's not their agenda. Their agenda is to stoke the fear and panic and get you all riled up beyond compare. Um, but these are the times that we haven't had for a long time. This is the opportunity from which the true champions are going to emerge way up higher than we were before this thing hit. And finally, number six, once everything is ready, once everything is ready, not before and not waiting too long after, as soon as everything is ready, action should be taken confidently, purposely, aggressively, and above all, enthusiastically. There could be no hesitation. And it is here that the determination, personality, and energy of the leader count the most. You know, I hear people saying, oh, uh, this is the time. Remain calm. You want to give the message to your, your, your other, I hear business leaders, business coaches, saying the message right now, we've got to tell our clients, our business owner clients to remain calm. No, no, what, no, what? Clearly never read this book, never watched this video, never even talked to me. This is not the time to remain calm. That's for the masses. That's for the people that have jobs that we employ, that business owners pay their that They're the ones that are don't know what to do. They're in a panic. They need to be calm. Business people, this is not the time to be calm. This is the time to be excited. This is it. This is the downturn. This is the big opportunity. Buy low, sell high. Now it is low. It is time to invest your time, your energy, your thought, your resources, all your connections, all your assets, all your everything. This is the time to buy, 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 buy when everything is hitting the fan. Not the time to be calm. This is the time to be enthusiastic. As John Paul Getty writes in his great book, How to Be Rich, and he finishes off the chapter by saying the business person, young or old, who guides himself according to these principles when he has suffered reverses, will not remain at bay very long. And I wish that on you, dear viewer, reader, listener. I get all excited every time I pick up this book, for crying out loud, and I share it with you. And we will do that again next Foundation Friday. We'll dip right back into more gems and pearls of wisdom from J. Paul Getty. You know, you don't get to be the richest man on earth because everything was just smooth sailing the whole time. You, know, you don't get to be wealthy and successful because you can handle a boom time or you can handle when everything's okay. You get there because you can lead and you can handle and you can thrive when the chips are down. Well, the chips are down. Let go. And that'll do it for Foundation Friday. I don't see any questions, comments, concerns. Thanks to everybody being here live. Watch it on the replay. I'll be back tomorrow. 
on Social Media Saturday. I will have a tip for you specifically how to make money, how to position yourself, how to take advantage of social media during these exciting times. And I will catch you then over and out. Got to click it twice. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making